everyone. This is Chance and D here with my friend Danny. Hi, everybody. And we are doing a review ranking of six of the most recent trailers in fandom right now. Yes, and um, we're real excited. We don't know how the other person ranked the trailers. So we're going to just basically rank it by, you know, our most anticipated, um, what made us the most excited, what we're mo most looking forward to. Okay. So let's start off at number six. So what was your sixth most anticipated trailer out of the six that we got? Barbie. Okay, mine was Blue Beetle. Okay. Okay, so, okay, why did you choose Barbie? So, so I like Barbie. I like the character, and, and you know, as, as a kid, you know, did play with Barbies. There was no thing about gender, mm -hmm. but it's like okay, this is cool, but it's not my top top on the list. But I I like it. I've liked the trailers. I think it's very funny because it's toy. They're they're toys, mm -hmm. and I just thought about this before we start recording. It's like oh, this is like live action Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like yeah, it's fun, but it's not on my. I must see opening weekend. Gotcha. But I do want to watch it. Gotcha. Okay. So I chose Blue Beetle, and I, I just want to start by saying I'm actually really excited for all six trailers, and I'll be seeing all six opening weekend. It's just somebody had to be last, and unfortunately, it was Blue Beetle. So for me, um, what made me put Blue Beetle last? was um you know some of these trailers are part of larger franchises so i'm already more invested in the stories so um like secret invasion that's part of the mcu i follow everything mcu um spider-man uh, across the spider-verse i love the first one so to me that is going to take priority over blue beetle i consider barbie an icon um i'm you know, slowly getting into the Star Wars fandom. And, you know, Indiana Jones is also, to me, an iconic character. So for those reasons, even though I actually really enjoyed the Blue Beetle trailer, it had to come in number six. Um, I did want to say, you know, some of the things that I really enjoyed about the Blue Beetle trailer was I loved um, the family aspect that was going on in the trailer it kind of reminded me of miss marvel and i really enjoyed miss marvel and a big reason i enjoyed it was because of her family so i i i thought the family looked fun they looked like they supported jaime i love the fact that they know from day one that he is a hero um, i'm kind of over the trope where you know it's a big secret and you know, your family doesn't know what's going on. They know something's wrong, but they don't know what. So I'm happy that it's just out in the open. There's no lying about what's happening. And it looks like, you know, the actor who plays Jaime, he is also um, in, what's it called? Karate Kid? Uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. So he's in Cobra Kai, so he already knows martial arts. So I could tell that it looks like there's going to be really good action scenes. So... Even though, you know, like I said, everything looked great, it's number six for me. Okay, and what was your number five? So, my number five, ooh, you're going to kill me, it's Ahsoka. Okay. <laughs> What's yours? Spider-Man across Spider-Verse. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> okay, okay, why is that your number five? So, 
I, I love uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I did not get to go see it in movie theaters like okay. everybody else. I got to watch it when I got my like, DVD Blu-ray copy. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed us sitting here re-watching the trailers. Mm-hmm. I'm super invested. I love the shout-out to the MCU with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. And, mm-hmm. and, and, that, and I love that what we're seeing. But like what you said about something had to be number six, something had to be number five for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that's why. But I'm excited either way. Mm-hmm. But that's why. Okay, gotcha. So for me with Ahsoka, so and and please, you know, I thought for one, Rosario Dawson looked amazing as the character. Um, she looked badass. I love the opening scene where she uses the lightsaber to cut a hole through the floor, and then it just falls through. Um, but for me, like I said, I am just now getting into the Star Wars fandom. I've seen eight out of the nine movies so far. Um, I still need to see uh, the one with, uh, what's his name, Jabba? Oh, Return, Return of the Jedi. You yes. haven't finished that one yet. I still need to see that one. Um, that character, Jabba, just turned me, it turned me so off I had to cut the movie off because, ugh. Um, but... He's not, ha- he's not in there long. I, I got you. But I, yes, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. So, um, but I have seen some of Rebels because I did try to start Rebels before watching Mandalorian. Um, but I didn't finish Rebels. So, I'm not as well versed on Ahsoka. And like, so she's not like this character that I'm like absolutely in love with yet. So, you know, as I you continue my star wars journey i think you know i'll get there with her but until that happens you know she's my number five um but yeah the trailer looked really good uh, i want to see kind of like what thon looks like from the front that'll be kind of exciting to see and i'm actually really excited to see uh what this new droid is going to be about because i i actually like the droids in the star wars which story are you talking about? The, I don't know. The the one that she was talking to. Oh, at the end. Yeah. I believe it's the same one that David Tennant played in The Clone Wars. He's, I believe the same one. I have to go back and do my homework due diligence on that. But I believe it's the same one. He actually was like a, a teacher. Okay, gotcha. He taught younglings on like on, on a quest. And there was a quest that she went on, Ahsoka went on, mm-hmm. with some younglings. Okay. And, and it's, like, it's like a two or three part episode. But anyway. Okay. All right, so that's our number fives. So number four, who you got? I actually have Blue Beetle. Okay. Um, so, so oh, let me take my number four. My number four is Barbie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why you got Blue Beetle four? Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, Blue Beetle. I think it's because I do have some more familiarity, I guess, with the character in terms of watching Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching uh batman brave and the bold and also blue beetle Jaime reyes's first love action episode his own episode of smallville okay. in season 10 okay. and uh i believe the storyline from that was um uh he had just gotten a scare from core industries and there was they, they talked about ted cord so just from going from the standpoint of uh n- history of the character like what you were saying earlier about seeing his family mm-hmm. i'm happy we get to see his family and they know i i do like that they're changing the trope from we're gonna go this long time of the audience knowing the uh the secret identity the secret identity thing like 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 
was it in literary uh, theater? It's dramatic irony. Mm -hmm. The dramatic irony of it uh, is the audience knows, but the characters do not know, mm -hmm. or some characters don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's the fact that you're pulling the people in on what they know. So I like we're happy to see that. And the potential for, since the scarab, Jaime scarab came from the Reach, uh, if we're going to go comic books and stuff like really what they're doing. Is a chance you could see the Reach aliens and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. opening, even bringing in Green Lanterns down the road, because that's part of the story too. Mm -hmm. That's why. But okay, and um, you know, I want to also piggyback on what you're saying about uh, Blue Beetle, since you know I've already said that Blue Beetle's my number six. You have them at your number four, so I feel like we can go ahead and talk about it a little bit more. So one thing um, I am excited about with the Blue Beetle is I'm excited to see if he gets rolled over into the DCU. I know that they said that was a possibility because he has no type of connection to the DCEU. And I knew that they were saying that Shazam was also a character who might could have rolled over into the DCU. But they ended up putting Wonder Woman in the Shazam movie. And then it didn't perform well. So I feel like that's a wash for Shazam. But I still feel like there might be some hope for Blue Beetle. And... You know, when I was watching the trailer, and there's a scene where they show, like, at the very end, they show the previous two Blue Beetle uniforms. And I was thinking to myself, like, because I know a lot of people are hoping to see a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle team up yes. in the Booster Gold show. And so I'm like, well, I want to see this character, Jaime, in the DCU, because I think... It would be really great for representation. He's a fresh young character. Um, not as many people are well versed on him. So I feel like you could take a little bit more liberties with him. But I also know that some people want to see that Ted Cord and Blue Beetle team up. Because they're yes. best friends. Yes. And so I was thinking to myself, you know what? Because I was thinking, how could they do it? But then I was like, you know what? Duh. Blue Beetle time travels. So he could literally... You know, if Ted Cord has already passed away in the new Blue Beetle, he could always just go back to where Ted Cord's alive, hang out with Ted Cord, and then come back to the future and hang out and teach Jaime and be a mentor for Jaime. So I really think that, like, there's a really good way to move Jaime into the DCU and connect him with um, Booster. Also, they could bring Ted Court if they do time travel, bring him to the future and just let him stay. They could, yeah. but I, yeah, that's a possibility too. But I, I kind of honestly, I do like the idea of um, Blue Beetle. I'm not Blue, Blue Beetle, but Booster going back and forth from the past and into the future. Because then it's like you could have Blue Beetle in the '90s and the '90s aesthetic and the '90s music and the '90s fashions, and then bring them back to the present. I think that would be kind of cool. So, and another thing that I like about Blue Beetle, before I tell y'all why I chose Barbie at four, is I am really loving that now DC, at the end of their trailers, is listing the comic books to read prior to the movies. I think that um, under the new regime, I think they are doing a great job of pushing the comic books alongside the movies and the shows so i really like that because at the end of the trailer it showed like some high may um comic books that you could read mm -hmm. so i thought that was really cool so um 
you would think that Blue Beetle's my number one, the way that I keep going on about them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, let me go on to my number four. So my number four is Barbie. And so, okay, for one, I had Barbies growing up. I had Barbies growing up. They were all black because, you know, my mama did not play that. But <laughs> but I had my Barbies and I loved my Barbies so much. And I would cut their hair and, you know, I would just, uh, I loved it. And so, um. I think that train in the background grease. Yes, yes. And if y'all hear any rain, it is raining out here today. But, um, I just loved it. And that little, that gag where... Um, the Kins don't like each other. I love that everybody's a Barbie or everybody's a Ken. And I love the gag where Ken is like, yeah, I want to spend the night. And she's like, for what? <laughs> I thought it was and so just, cute. I have no idea. Yeah, I, yeah, because they don't have no, you know, they don't have no, no, no cars. No, they're a Toy Story toy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I just thought that was so cute and so funny. And it looks like there's going to be some type of musical scene battle with the Kins. And I love it. They're they're battling over Barbie's love. And, oh, it just looks so cute. It looks so refreshing. It looks so fun. And I'm just excited to see what they do with it. I think Margot looks great. as. I, actually, I think all the Barbies look good. They do. Yeah, not just Margot. I thought all the Barbies looked and good. I love the fact that they all just said, Hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. And, and the fact that they all have their own personalities. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I feel like I loved it because there was a Barbie for every girl. Like, whoever, whichever Barbie you connect with, that's your Barbie. And I love that. So, um, Barbie is my number four. And like I said earlier, I think Barbie is an icon. Barbie is she an is. icon. She's a worldwide icon. Like, yeah. Like, regardless of whatever language you speak, you recognize Barbie. Yes. Yes. Okay. So now we're going to number three. So my number three was Indiana Jones. We actually tied. Yes. <laughs> we tied. All right. Number three. Okay. Cool. So okay. So what about the Indiana Jones movie has it so in your top half? So, just like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Grew up watching Indiana Jones movies. Don't get talk about Indiana Jones as much, so here we go. Uh, just watching them and getting the knowledge from my family, like, you know, how they're ordered to actually watch one or two. Mm-hmm. And then just seeing how Indy's character has evolved, Harrison Ford playing the, the main character this entire time. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's like the, I would say, the ultimate adventure. We're going to go do this thing. And it it fits in a world of reality of our world, mm-hmm. and it takes place in the forties. Like all of them take place in the forties, and the fact that we're looking at this last trailer and Dow and the Dial of Destiny, any of the Jones in the Dial of Destiny, and Harrison Ford looks like he's never aged. I know they did the de aging thing mm-hmm. on him, but it looks fine. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, any chance we get to have more John Williams music? Because I believe he came out of retirement to do this. Mm. It's it's great. I love John Williams scores and orchestras and all that stuff. But um, just to see where they're gonna go with this being his last hurrah, it's his it's his number. It's his it's his last movie as, as Indiana Jones. We do have uh, Shia LaBeouf uh, played his son. I think in the fourth one mm-hmm. uh 
down in the trailer, we're seeing his goddaughter. Uh, so the question that uh, my mom has is, where is Andy's wife? Because mm. we actually haven't seen her. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was what I was telling you. I had the question, mm-hmm. which was, in looking at these two trailers that we've seen, where is the wife? Mm-hmm. So that, that, was, that was the main question. Because gotcha. we haven't seen her. Okay, so for me, I'm actually shocked that Indiana Jones is so high on my list because I don't, I don't actually have that much of a connection to Indiana Jones. I honestly don't even recall if I've even seen Indiana Jones. I think I have, but don't, don't I don't want to lie. Okay. Um. So, but it was something about watching that trailer and knowing it's the last Indiana Jones, even if I, you know. I respect it. You get what I'm saying? I, I Now, even though I haven't seen the movies, I'm not as connected to it like that. I recognize the theme song. And I think for me, when that, when his theme song started playing, and, you know, it was on that woohoo, when they were adding that to it, I think for me, that's when the trailer just ramped up. And I just was getting excited. I was like, oh, this, this looks amazing. Like, this looks like a great farewell to the character if this is the last movie um like i said it's an iconic character and i don't know i'm just i'm just kind of excited to see how this goes because i remember when they announced he was doing the movie and i was nervous because i know he's like what around 80 so i was nervous because i was like oh my god like i hope he doesn't get hurt and so um I don't know. It was just something. It was just something about that when that theme song hit, it it almost gave me goosebumps. I was like, you know, this this is going to be special. That's how I felt watching this trailer, that this was going to be special. So you know, before the movie comes out, I probably watch the other movies just so I kind of you know have a little bit more knowledge. Cause like you're saying, you I want to know where the wife was. I didn't even know there was a wife in question. So. Like yeah. that, so, but I'm I'm excited to see it though. Because when you look at that, the opening scene of the, the new trailer, uh-huh. everything's a mess. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, something happened. Mm. And that was a takeaway my mom I got watching it yesterday when the trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, what happened? Right. So that that's that's why. Okay, okay. So who is your number two? My number two is Secret Invasion. Same. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, let's get into it. Okay. I, I mentioned it earlier when I was saying why I had to put Blue Beetle at number six. Um, Secret Invasion is part of a, a larger story. The MCU Secret Invasion is an iconic comic book story. Um, everybody knows about the scrolls. Everybody, th- when they said they were bringing in the scrolls, this is what people were waiting for. Yes. And, and so when we got the scrolls and Captain Marvel and they were good, everybody was like, what is going on? Like, yeah. and, and you, I wasn't upset about it because I mean, there's good and bad in every race. So, Hey, some of the scrolls are good. Some of them are bad. I like the fact that they don't just make all the scrolls bad. So, um, even though that's what it seems like every time we saw scrolls, that's all I believe that we saw. Right. And, and, and I can understand why it would be painted that way. Because, I mean, these are people who shapeshift to look like you and take over your life. So, it's kind of like, how could these people be good? You know? Um, but, 
I, like I said, it's part of a greater story. So that is automatically going to put it a little higher for me. Then we got Samuel Jackson coming back as Nick Fury. We ain't seen this. Like, what's the last movie that we've seen with Nick Fury, like, anchoring a movie? It's been a while. And I feel like we've missed... It, that's been part of what's missing, too. We haven't I, seen him in a I while. I think I'm pausing for dramatic effect because it's raining. But uh, <laughs> but I, I think the last time he was, like, really, you know, like, heavily involved in the plot. Yeah. Does Spider-Man uh, no, uh, no, Way, uh, no Way Home count? Spider-Man No Way Home. He was... Yeah. Uh, actually, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's because that, that he was a scroll. Yeah, it's that been, was that was a scroll, Nick Fury. Yeah, but I think the last time he really was involved in the movie, like the plot, going from A to B to C and so on, mm -hmm. was uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, wow. It, it has no, no, it hasn't been that long, has it? I think because in that is not the one where he got injured. We thought he died. Yeah, and then but he was in Captain Marvel. And, and then, but then, but that's set in '95. Okay, that was set in the '90s. Hmm. Well, because uh, then. Winter Soldier and stuff was set in what the two thousands, mm -hmm. so hmm. Winter Soldier because then they 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 thought he died. We saw his grave marker. Mm -hmm. So well, and then, and then he went off into the world, and then. Well, all I know is I feel like Nick Fury has been missed in these movies. Yes, I felt like, I felt like he. I mean, he was that con he was that connector. He was the person that brought everybody together. He was the person who kind of caught everybody up, basically let you know what the mission was. And I feel like it's great to see Samuel Jackson back in that role. Um, he's great in that role. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see. I mean, uh, what's his name? The guy who's playing the Super Scroll. Ben Adir, I think. Yes. Yeah. I believe that is his name. Um... I know you're looking at it right he now. He looked, yeah, he looked amazing. Um, and I, I'm just excited. And you know what I'm excited for? I'm excited to see serious Marvel again. No jokes. No, uh, I, I'm just ready for it to get back to being serious. Like, give me back the Winter Soldier, um, the Black Panther vibes. I mean, even Iron Man is more serious, in my opinion. I'm tired of jokey, jokey MCU. Everything, every character is not a comedian. Because they can have comical moments, but right. they don't have to run the entire movie. Right. I mean, I think the other connector character we had was Agent Coulson. Yeah, yep. Because even when Nick Fury wasn't always there, mm -hmm. we had... Phil Coulson around. Mm -hmm. And then, so it seemed like Phil and then Nick would swap places and then you would have Maria Hill mm -hmm. to balance out kind of like your, your trinity, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I'm, um, like, just seeing the serious tone of that trailer, it was such a breath of fresh air. And I felt like I was getting old school Marvel. And I was just like, Lord, thank you. Like, this is what... <laughs> like i just want it i just uh it just seems like there's there's stakes it seems like there are stakes in this trailer so i, and, I agreed yeah and i i will say you know back to the point about you know the the scrolls and being mean and things of that nature mm -hmm. i started watching some of comics explain mm -hmm. and them doing the like you know the history of secret invasion like uh his 
breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did because I know just reading the main parts of Secret Invasion, you don't get the full story. You don't get all in the background. Mm-hmm. You just get, here's Secret Invasion 1, 2, 3, 4, and mm-hmm. then we're done. Mm-hmm. But he said the reason that the scrolls invaded is because the Illuminati, you know, of Iron Man, Black Panther, and Mr. Fantastic, uh, Black Bolt, and Doctor Strange, they went to Scrollos and told them, leave Earth alone or else. Mm-hmm. And then the scrolls were like, okay. Or else. <laughs> and honestly, I did, and not knowing that, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is good. So I want to know what was the threat that made them come over. Mm-hmm. Because from all we've seen, like you mentioned in Captain Marvel, we've seen the good scrolls. Mm-hmm. And even with them showing up in the last episode of WandaVision, we had that one one, mm-hmm. one woman who, who uh, came to Monica and said, you know, someone wants to see you, and she changed into a scroll. Mm-hmm. Then we had the one who was Talos, who was... Uh, Impersonate Nick. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I even think that, uh, you know, when Nick got injured in Winter Soldier, I think at that point, that was Talos. Gotcha. Because it's like, he got really injured. Yeah. And then they finally like, how'd you heal? And he's like, I'm me. Gotcha. And we all went with it. Yeah. But it's like, still, it's like, hmm. But he's just there like, what took y'all so long to find me? Right. So I think mm-hmm. if they may bring that up and say, mm-hmm. yes, this was Talos, this impersonating Nick Fury, because mm-hmm. we have to keep appearances going. Right. So Nick is playing the long game mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many episodes we're going to get. I I don't even know when this takes place in the timeline. Right. And you know what I'm excited for, too, about this? And it was something that I I mentioned to you briefly, even though we didn't really go over, like, who what order we were putting things in and why we are choosing, like, which trailers. But when I saw the part where you see all the pods where the bodies are of the people they replaced, yeah. I was like, there's so much they can do with this. Like, there could literally be a pod with Black Widow. Like, Black Widow could easily be, have been replaced by a scroll, and that's who died instead of Natasha. Or we could have a body of Tony Stark. Because, you know, people have been kind of like, oh, you know, I wish they would bring back Tony. I wish that, you know, they wish they would bring back some of the OG Avengers. And, like, and, you know, I don't like the where you know you kill a character and then just bring them back i don't like doing that a lot i think it cheapens it but if you were gonna bring back some characters you could easily say they have been replaced by a scroll and their bodies are in that pod and i know we're gonna probably see some avengers or um or superheroes in them pods and i am so i'm just so excited to see who has been a scroll this whole time and who hasn't? I know that we got Agents of Shield and they explained how Coulson was brought back to life and through the uh, the the Cree technology that, mm-hmm. that they had and I know they did that, mm-hmm. but it would be nice to see a Phil Coulson. <laughs> like I know they explained it, yeah, but because we're did. getting going off what you said, yeah, anybody anybody nice. can be in that part. I mean, literally. Jane Foster could be in one of them. Yes. Um, Natasha, Tony, uh, Quicksilver. Yeah. I mean, you just, you never know. You never know how long this has been going on. And you don't know who is a scroll and who's not. 
And so I'm just I'm just excited. And this also gives back to energy about that that back to that TV show Avengers Earth Minus Heroes. Mm-hmm. Which I love that show because it, it predates MCU. Or actually it came out during the time, but it was not tied to MCU. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the first season spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the show has been out for what 13 years <laughs> but um, um the end of the, the first season which largely dealt with you know loki versus the avengers mm-hmm. so captain america comes home he's home and then out of the shadows walks another captain america and he shoots him mm-hmm. and he changes to a scroll and they I forgot what the conversation was but it was like who doing secret invasion and then having to watch that and have to wait for the next season to just mm-hmm. come out later mm-hmm. and it was like okay we're doing this and it was like you know you had to wait in real time this was no old streaming service like we have now yeah. you had to wait right, <laughs> like time right. but season two started out with dr doom and he kidnapped sue sue richards and we didn't know why is he kidnapping sue and all the whole point is he wanted to confirm his, his suspicions mm-hmm. which was he studied her body and realized she's a scroll Gotcha. And that was the and that was how they mm-hmm. gradually did it, and then I won't say who the, the Scroll Queen was as a compared compared to the comics for those who want to watch the show, mm-hmm. but they changed it. Gotcha. So I would think this time around they're going to change who the Scroll Queen is as a hero. Yeah. Because they did the comics. You know who it is in the comics. Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Spoiler like, alert for the comics. So for the comics, it was Jessica Drew. Yes. And that was Spider-Woman. Um, because of everything with Sony and Marvel, I think they probably will change it as well. Because yes. I feel like, isn't Jessica Drew supposed to be getting a TV show on Amazon Prime? Probably. Okay. So, I, yeah, I think Spider-Woman is supposed to be getting a show. So, I can't see them, you Doing know. that again. Yeah, I can't see it being Jessica. Even though that would be cool. To be able to bring in another spider, because I'm always I'm into different spiders showing up. Oh, I'm tired sure. of Peter. Same, right. not tired of Peter, but same. I'm tired for, for more. Mm-hmm. But okay, we'll talk about the show then. In the show, it was Mockingbird. Okay. So, because it was like, well, I know huh. they can do the same. So they, it was Bobby Morris, mm-hmm. and she was always around Nick Fury the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, you're the scroll. You're, you're the queen. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice, like, she was just there the entire time. Gotcha. So. Hmm. And they could still do that. I mean. They could, but. Hello. I don't think. We, found, we found out that um, Hawkeye's wife is Mockingbird in right. Hawkeye. But it, the, the question is, does that negate Mockingbird being an agent of shield, a whole different person? I think I, I think it does. Okay. But, well, well, but well, that's another discussion for another day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. So, Our number ones. Number one. For Are me, we, hey, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I was so good. I, I knew it. So, <laughs> you, you knew it before I even yeah, knew it. Yeah, I was just like, it. his number one's going to be a sucker. Okay, so for so me, funny. I love the first one. I saw the first one in theaters and IMAX. And um, I actually, my mom went with me to see it. And so my mom's not into, you know, comic books and stuff like that. But, you know, she'll go and support stuff with me. So we went and saw it together. And she actually liked it. And so I just remember the artwork, the animation, the newness and the uniqueness of it. I just fell in love with that movie. And, you know, and I was wondering what were they going to do for the next movie because you've done introduced a a new style of animation so what are you going to do and they to me have upped the game again 
And I thought the animation in this trailer looked beautiful. I thought the storyline looked strong. Um, you know, I know we talked about with in Blue Beetle, his family knows what's going on. And this one, you have a lot of conflict arising because his family doesn't know what's going on. And so they're concerned, rightfully so. And so... I want to see how that plays out with, you know, his parents. It seems like from what I'm gathering from the trailer, um, if the choice is between saving everyone or saving his parents, he's saving his parents. And so that's, I guess, creating a conflict with him and the other spiders. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> so We're I, doing the meme. Yeah, the meme of them <laughs> pointing at each other. So I'm excited to see I'm trying I'm excited to see how this plays out and I'm excited I mean not excited but I'm I'm wondering if something's going to happen to one of his parents cuz you know they showed the tease of his dad falling from a building. Yeah. And he's saying he can save everyone. So I want to see can he save everyone? Is he going is he going to have to have his own uncle Ben? And honestly, and he, I thought that was his uncle he, Aaron. He, it was. Yeah. Because yeah, Kingpin uh took out the prowler yeah so that's why and, and so that did create a little confusion because they're like you know uncle ben is you know and i'm just like he has an uncle ben it's his uncle aaron yeah so uh so it just it and it it brings up that question of you know if it was you have to save everyone to sacrifice someone you loved would you do it and you know People always want to act like they're so heroic and they would do it, but I ain't gonna say I would do it. I mean, I mean we're not superheroes in real life. We, right. We, 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 we think we think we in our minds we think we are, but <laughs> yeah. but but you know we 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 haven't been exposed to some like meteor writer or something mm-hmm. to create the Vandal Savage Immortal or or having gone through the whole Spider Bite and had to hide this person. I mean, in today's world, our world we live in now in twenty twenty three. It'd be hard to be a superhero. Yeah, it would. Social media and all that other stuff. Yeah. yeah, they will find out who you are immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think how quick it was for Tony to find out who Peter Parker was. Yeah. He was like, he just used like the street cameras and like, he followed him back to his house mm-hmm. or something. He was like, yeah, I know who you are. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It was just something about the chart. Like I said, the storyline looks super strong. Yes. Super strong. So I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. Like I said, I love the first one. I love the animation. I love how innovative the movie was. I love how it just grew on people. I love Miles as a character. I just I love it so much. I love it so much. So Ahsoka. Okay. I'll, I'll come to Ahsoka in a minute. So I want to say about uh, uh, about Miles's father falling. Uh huh. So in the PS4 Spider-Man game, mm. you actually, you play as Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and you meet Miles' dad, mm-hmm. his officer, mm-hmm. and, well, he dies, mm. and uh, it's, it's it's sad, mm-hmm. so the game actually lets you play as, you know, when you're in Spider-Man, you're Peter, mm-hmm. then they had some side missions as Mary Jane and Miles, mm-hmm. Miles at that point in the story, he had not been bitten yet mm-hmm. so mary jane and miles would actually like walk around and do things to say hey this person's attention or sneak around the background mm-hmm. while peter did all the work mm-hmm. but when his father passed the way they did the story it was done extremely well and then 
you didn't play as Miles anymore in the game because you know mm-hmm. it was like he and his family were adjusting. Right. And at the end of the game, he uh, they actually go through the whole sequence of him getting bit by the radioactive spider, mm-hmm. and then he just shows Peter, and he jumps to the ceiling, mm-hmm. and then he's trying to talk, and Peter jumps to the ceiling, and that's how they revealed to each other. We have abilities. Then the sequel came out, which I'm still playing, which is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Gotcha. Whereas he's the Spider-Man. Peter and Mary Jane have left New York City. So now you are protecting New York City, which I haven't actually beaten it. It's getting out for a while. And uh, the other one was that TV show, um, Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They actually did the Spider-Verse in the, the cartoon show mm-hmm. where they actually brought a few of the different Spider-Mans over, Sp- Spider-People over, including Miles. Gotcha. So... The way that we're doing it now and this continuation of this franchise and even acknowledging the MCU. Mm-hmm. It was a great taste with Doctor is it mentioning Doctor Strange and Spider Man. And some it, nerd or whatever they call it. Oh, Doctor Strange is some nerd. <laughs> that it was cute. hilarious. Yeah. And you know what too? And I d I don't know why I didn't mention this, but seeing all the different spiders loved it. Spider yes. Punk is gonna be in this Spider Jessica Woman, Drew. Yeah. You got Gwen again. You got Spider-Man 2099. Um, you got the Indian version of Spider-Man. He's making a cameo. So We're, we're not going to get Spider-Man no more. I don't think, I don't think Nicholas no, Cage is I'm doing I'm really it. sad about that because I like that character. Yeah, but, that's um, what I want to cosplay, actually. Yeah, that, that's a cool look. <laughs> but, yeah, all the spiders, that's got me excited. And I will say before I, I you know, give it to you, um, if they do kill his dad after killing his uncle... I'm gonna be very upset. Like, like they're literally, they would literally be killing like all, all his father figures away. Yeah. And then who's who's it supposed to be Peter? Because the Peter in that universe died. Right. He was he was taken out by Kingpin. Right. So it's it's like I'm gonna be very upset if his dad passes away. I hope they don't do that because Sony's already done that in the game. Yeah. We don't, we don't do that again. Yeah. Like his uncle died in the first movie, and now his dad's dead. That would be too much for that, me. That's too much. I mean, this is a part one movie, I know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I wouldn't like that. But yeah, yeah. So okay, how much time we got? Okay, okay go, <laughs> go ahead, Will. <laughs> okay, oh, I, I won't. I, I won't keep it all. Um, reason I'm on number one, it's because you know, watching all the different shows of. Uh, Clone Wars, where we first see Ahsoka introduced in the Clone Wars movie. Uh, then we get the Clone Wars series, and then she had her exit in the end of season five, because then it, it it was the always the question of did she survive Order sixty six and all the other stuff. When car- that's when the show was on Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. and then it was canceled because of the whole mer- you know the buyout with Disney and Lucasfilm, and then they introduced Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. so. Watching Rebels after the cancellation of the Clone Wars, it's like there's a lot of room here that we don't know the answer to. But watching Rebels, it was like, okay, here's this team of people. You had Hera, Chopper, Kanan, Zeb, and Sabine, and they meet this kid named Ezra. Mm-hmm. And so slowly unfolds to like, okay, instead of it just being here's another Star Wars show, to being it's another Star Wars show, and this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. To where you had like the mission of the week, especially in the first season. And at the end of the first season, you know, we heard about this character named Fulcrum. We kept hearing about Fulcrum, and then they showed you as that it's Ahsoka. She's an adult, 
And then the parallel was they cut from Ahsoka and showed Vader. And it was like, oh, crap. It's the Master and the Apprentice again. Didn't think we were going to see this part. So then you go to season two. The first episode of season two, uh, the, well, it was like the hour-long episode when it was on TV, first time. And then the last part of it, Vader learns that she's alive. And then it was like the, oh, Vader and the Inquisitors are going after Ahsoka. So, and they eventually have their match, and then she basically goes into hiding, and we don't see her again um, you know, for story reasons until the last episode of the series when it jumps to time after Return of the Jedi, which is this trailer shows some of the scene, like some of the scenes from the last episode of Rebels, where Sabine is standing outside Ezra's house on Lothal, and we have Ahsoka's ship coming in, escorted by two X-wings. It looks like it came from the screen. The only difference is she's not wearing her white cloak. So this tells me that uh, that last episode, we see her show up, and then we see the ship leave. We know that they're going to go find Ezra. And now, this trailer, it shows it again, and Sabine says, it's been a while. So I think they're either going to pick up from that same moment, or time has gone on from that moment to she's back again. That's mm-hmm. what I think is happening. Mm-hmm. And then uh Great Admiral Thrawn. Uh, and, and they they did it they did announce uh today who is playing Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh I think it's uh Lars Mickelson I believe. At the, I believe that's who they picked. Uh and uh it's great choice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah Lars Mickelson. Yeah yep. Lars Mickelson. And like, it's gonna be a good choice. But um the last time we saw Grand Admiral Thrawn was in the last episode of Rebels, which is actually uh, why we're looking for Ezra, because because of the Pergil that uh, the space whales that can travel through hyperspace, Ezra had called them through through the Force, and they carried him and Thrawn away in hyperspace, and the show ended, mm-hmm. and that has been the biggest mystery of like, where is Ezra? But then here comes Mandalorian season two when Ahsoka shows up. And she fights uh, uh, Morgan Elizabeth and asks the question, question, where's your master? Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? And I was like, okay, we're bringing this plot up again. Mm-hmm. It's been several years since this show's been canceled. Great. And, uh, or ended. Canceled. But um, just now we're seeing her talking about, talking to the leaders. Seems like we're talking to the leaders of the rebellion. We saw Mon Mothma. And uh, she says, right oh, Feeling in this, um, sensing it, the uh, rise of power of Grand Admiral Thrawn. She said the heir to the Empire, which is the name of the um, Thrawn trilogy, heir to, heir to the Empire. Mm-hmm. So I was like, she said the name of the book. That's cool. And um, anyway, you know, we saw the back of Thrawn. We haven't seen his face, but uh, we've seen Sabine. And spoilers for those who have not watched Mandalorian season three yet. Two episodes ago, we got to see Zeb in live action. Mm-hmm. So, the way I've been thinking about it, the first episode of the season, we saw the Pergil in in hyperspace. Mm-hmm. We've now seen Zeb. So, like, okay, we're bringing all the Rebels crew to live action format. So it's great. We've already seen Chopper. He had a cameo appearance in Rogue One. Okay, he was just like there on Rebel base in the background, and they actually said Hera's name. But now we get to see live action Hera. The only character I want to see is Hera and Kanan's son. So we've only seen him for like 
a clip on the finale of Rebels. So that's when like there's a lot of groundwork here. That's why this show's my number one because I'm hoping and it seems like we're gonna actually get to see what happened to Ezra. Okay. And I know this is along that step of building the connection between episode six and episode seven and the thirty year time jump gap. But um even when Ahsoka showed back up in season seven of Clone Wars when Disney did the final season, um, we got to see how she survived Order 66 and then the connection with Rebels and how how Mandalorian now is giving us more Bo-Katan and fleshing out these characters that we've seen in animation. it's, It's going well, and that's why this show is my number one. I did it in less than 10 minutes. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, you schooled me because I, I didn't even go that deep into it. I just thought it looked cool. But, yeah, I, I just thought it would be cool to come on and talk was, about That was the, my nerd out moment. Yeah, was, I'm not going to apologize. I, I, I just let you go. I ain't even got anything to say. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought it would be cool to come on and just talk about the trailers because I thought they were all excellent and it made me really excited for the upcoming shows and movies that are coming out this year. And, you know, just to kind of break down what we liked about the trailers, what we're looking forward to. And, yeah, so. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for watching it and thanks for coming along on the journey. Bye.